Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for me You'll be training for you May 27th, 2023, episode 55 uh, This is going to be a relatively quick and practical update on um what i'm what i'm now calling my uh my glass exo rumen tales from the glass exo rumen which is um kind of a nerdy sci-fi way of um characterizing this uh journey that i'm on which i'm i'm um i was really looking forward to for a number of years and it was just one of those bucket list things that I never seemed to get around to, and I wasn't forced to. But now, and I said this many times, I'm I'm completely forced to 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 survive off of uh, fermentation and and um, food preservation through the arts and sciences of uh, of fermentation in both wines and brines. So alcoholic fermentation of yeast to sugars and then uh, wild fermentation through um, the the or what, what some people call lacto fermentation but but it can be a misnomer so wild fermentation is probably a better way to put it but basically using salt to suppress uh, salt and or vinegar so you could call it pickling and brining as well but uh, at the end of the day between pickling, salt, brine, so vinegar, so yeah, I guess I should say vinegar, salt, and yeast would be the the, the lowest hanging fruits to get into fermentation, um, because beyond that you have to get more exotic. Uh, I mean, even alcohol can be produced through fermentation without even having to add additional yeast that that isn't just intrinsic to the fruit and actually at this at this time i'm um i'm i'm leaning into um breaking away for the second time from from my my yeast packet supply and just maintaining um an a, a living ongoing living population of uh of yeast that i continue to feed fruit so that it so that it, it 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 doesn't just run its course and and die out and require new yeast to be added um and the, the the more i can get into that flow and balance the less i would have to start from scratch every time whether which may may or may not be even successful well the 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 rate of um if the two options, if I have three options right now, I guess getting right into 
this lifestyle tales from the exo rumen the glass exo rumen fermentation now getting right into where i'm at with wine <laughs> where i'm at with my winemaking i've gone from i got i've gone from in the last several years um apple juice mainly to to mead essentially honey and now um i have actually uh shifted into raisins because of the price point and the fact that i have a bulk raisin um line item in my budget anyway for my trail mix and so for it to be dual use uh and and also be at a be be easier in some ways to store there's trade-offs obviously i mean i i love honey and eventually i will be i will be um producing in partnership with bees i'll be producing my own supply but uh but raisins and storing raisins is a little more little the price yeah for the price point and for for the for the storability options um and just the less less plastic containers you know i'm not i'm not ready to buy five gallons of of honey uh but i'll buy 25 pounds of raisins and put them in a bucket a five gallon bucket um and so because they can also be um i mean i I wouldn't want to if i if i were to if i were to be forced to stop enjoying alcoholic beverages and be forced to repurpose the the uh the the fodder of making those beverages and and have that go back into just my my food supply yeah i don't really yeah you can obviously subsist off of off of honey but but the part half at least for me the psychology of food is texture and the sense of feeling full and even if i could be nutritively satiated i'm not going to be happy about a teaspoon of honey versus whatever the equivalent is a quarter cup of of raisins that i can chew on or whatever so yeah with all that said um it's kind of a it's kind of an austerity measure um because it's not my ultimate ideal but I'm willing to lean into it for for financial frugality reasons and also just to experiment and to to also push the the narrative or 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 push forward the narrative that eat what you store and ferment you know eat what you store store what you eat and then if you can make if you can stack functions and and make dual dual use out of out of um anything that can be more that can be applied to other purposes and and not just stuck in its own for example some people would say get the highest proof alcohol that you can if you want to have something to trade and something to sip on because it can also function as an antiseptic it can also function as a um as a as an aid for um starting a campfire etc and so it has multiple uses including the, the the main use that you intend it for and if you wanted to embellish it for that you could 
flavor it, you know, or or do, or do whatever. But the idea of of maximizing the potential, like making something um, a potential multi-purpose, multifunctional uh, element, that makes a lot of sense to me. So I like the idea of, yeah, raisins are this versatile. non-messy for the most part you can make them less messy which i have done by rolling them in um, sesame seeds which has become a an awesome uh surprise uh as they've um worked their way into some of the fermentation batches but um but yeah between powdered um spices like uh like cinnamon and and ginger which i often use and that, that's a way to break up the chunks of a 25-pound box of, of raisins, you know, make them so that they break them up and make them so they don't stick together. And then that becomes more of the magic of fermentation as well as like the herbal and spice uh, factors. So for me, it's been very fun and exciting to watch. And then there's even another bonus to it as well because... Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to turn raisins into wine and basically watch them rehydrate. It's even more fun to to make like a wild animal who has come upon wild alcoholic fermenting fallen fruit and just be eating the 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 sort of sweet and sour fermented fruit product which is basically these these rehydrated grapes in the alcoholic um, ferment, fermentation, like a larger jar that I use for that, and so I get to have like a, <laughs> I get to have this um, this jungle juice is what is what is what they called it back in my party days. You know they would take uh, a, can, a cantaloupe or watermelon or they would just basically take a, a fruit salad and they would dose it with uh, with hard alcohol. And call it jungle juice and so uh, if you yeah, if you want to be if you, in the spirit of that but far far less deadly and far far more down to earth um and less distilled it's like yeah i'm having a i just just now i mean i'm speaking to you from 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 a uh a place of um moderate and responsible um enjoyment of uh of of uh, a serving of um of hard grapes you know hard rehydrated raisins and uh, and it's it's quite magical um and i kind of have to yeah i have to eat through them in order to have the have the to have the liquid beverage that i then drain off and and store and bottle and um it's a, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, some people would think it's it's uh, probably ghetto or, or or whatever third world. I've been accused of having some of my creative uh, culinary experiments. That I've been accused of it being like sprout sprout soup was was it was it was a smash hit amongst everyone, but but it was it was criticized. I think. Uh, um, unintentionally by someone who said well it's a little bit third world isn't it and i'm like well that's kind of the point you know live live simply so others may simply live you know i'm not trying to drink champagne here i'm trying to drink my my home 
homemade, homestead made raisin wine because if I have to, I'll eat the raisins rather than make them into wine. But if I, you know, if times are good enough, I'm going to make my raisin wine. And, uh, and that's that. So that's one tale from the exo-rumen, meaning like ruminant uh, animals that have the fermentation stomach that does all this work for them on the inside. I'm, I'm thrilled because to my left and to my right are my exo-rumens. Um, rather than having them in multiple stomachs, I have them all around me. Actually, yeah, literally all around me in different sized jars at different stages, in di- different stages of processing. And so the other experiment that I wanted to, I wanted to share, <laughs> which um, is definitely was undesirable, but it became sort of um, lemons or lemonade out of lemon situation because I ran out of sesame seeds and I was, and I had made a, a lifestyle out of making my own hand or hand ground, um, meaning not, not machine ground, but, uh, but using a, a hand tool grinder, but grinding, grinding, um, sesame seeds and making a, a sort of tahini flour and having that be my, my staple. Uh, fortunately I miscalculated for this, this year of, uh, of disengagement from the outside world and my my supply of uh, sesame seeds fell short so what i do have to um it wasn't directly intended to be a full replacement but it's it's working out as a uh as as would you call it i'm macgyvering the the um the plan b which is uh which is a 50 50 ground mix of raw uh, green peas and raw flax meal. So I have this raw pea ground meal mixed with uh, 50% uh, flax seed meal. And then I just um, did an experiment to follow the, uh, the, the, uh, the slogan, ferment everything at least once. Why not try it? See what happens. I mean, I don't know if there's anything that was once edible that becomes inedible after fermentation. Certainly it might be less, more or less appetizing or more of a less acquired taste, but um, you will have to look up the science on that. I can't quote the science on it, but I will say I'll go ahead and try everything. I mean, I have um, sustained uh, meats, I've sustained fruits, vegetables, so... Um, it's just seeds. It's just a question of um, how <laughs> how much of a. I don't want to say. I don't want to use a crude term, but I will say that. Uh, well, just all I have to say is that basically there's like a. I'm I'm trying to master the art of of um, ex exorcising the sulfur the sulfur smell producing fermentation. Uh, foods and uh for a couple of reasons one so that it doesn't taste like sulfur going in and so that there is less sulfur coming out of me on the other end so if i can sort of burp 
that chemical process out in a way that is not noxious to me in the process of making it and certainly is it's gone by the time I eat it and then it doesn't come out of me like it's basically a catalytic converter or or, or a uh, a uh, you know an emissions test like this is I'm basically purifying and cleaning my the, the exhaust in, in a way um or or at least at least um, purging it in a less concentrated way so it's not noxious to me and so yeah this uh flax and peas like any legume whether it's sprouting or fermenting it, it creates that that very funky noxious um sulfury smell it's just and and it's it's probably for our yeah for our own safety for evolutionary uh protection i mean i know that there was a lot of raw foodists that would that would just sort of hand wave at the at the toxic raw legume poisoning that they were perpetuating on themselves and others unwitting victims of the, of the cult of, of raw foodism and uh that didn't last long for me you know i couldn't handle that i, I would get horrible indigestion stomach aches and irritable bowel and things like that so for me it's at this age and having had a terrible diet for most of my life and even when I was thinking I was getting into health food I was still really addicted to um to at least carbohydrates if not just an, an excess of even healthy sh sweet foods or healthy fruits or fruit juices and whatnot but yeah between decades of no discernment to decades of partial discernment to now extreme discernment where I want to I really want to clean up as much as I can of what I put in my body that I still buy that I'm not growing which I have more control over how organic it is and and the processing of it but uh but yeah it's it's worked out with this um with this pea and uh and flax combination um it's sort of like and i've made it i've I've mixed it with with other fermenting um greens and whatnot so i kind of have this this soup and uh with a little bit of a kind of an okra soup texture because of the mucilaginous um effect of the of the flax uh but basically all in all between the spices and everything else i have i just basically have this this sort of um this this perpetual preserved stew like product that's all fermented and where you kind of have this this raw pea soup fermented pea soup kind of um which is to me I, I love that uh so it's there and the the proteins are there the nutrients are there and and they're they're preserved in a way as they would be being raw i i haven't sprouted them so i'm missing out on some of those um beneficial uh synergistic um effects of of, of germination um but i'm that's a big part of my of my dietary history and evolution as well and so i have 
if I if I felt like I was deficient in in certain vitamins, then I would then I would know that I could I could rely also on on sprouting the peas. But uh, my main my main design constraint here is that I don't want to be cooking, and if I were to be sprouting peas, I would have to cook, boil them for safety and for still digestibility. Um, and and so that's where sprout soup came in. But this point, at this in this environment, in this project, at this site, it's all about no refrigeration, no cooking. So the only thing I'm doing to both um, I don't want to say sanitize because it's certainly not it's certainly not about sterilization, but it's about um, uh, the disinfection is it'd be a way to put it. Uh, it's not, it's, it's to, 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 um, favor, um, beneficial, um, biota versus pathogens. So essentially, I think, I think the term is curing, for example, with lemon juice or drying or essentially to make something potentially pathogenic edible to you and either inedible or inhospitable to pathogens there's multiple ways that you can do that so a salt brine is probably the the most guaranteed safest um, relative to other methods such as drying or or um, I mean certainly methods that don't that don't um that aren't relying on cooking which or freezing because cooking and freezing will both to varying degrees if done properly essentially kill pathogens uh and make them inert at, at least um but uh yeah with that said the the, the mission here is like i can't i have to tr- i'm glad that i can still other than growing the peas as microgreens, which is what I normally do, um, eating eating greens is good for fiber, but it doesn't. I kind of do want that sort of meal texture, and that's that's the whole point. The whole point is to have some form of a of a ground meal texture to feel like I am, I'm, my stomach is, is at least partially full. And really, I'm, uh, the meal, I don't even want to say it because people will, I won't, well, I'm just not going to, I'm going to say that these are very lean portions and they're leaner than they've ever been, but they're highly nutrient dense. And so just a little bit of texture for me, a little bit of that mealy effect in that stew. And yeah, I'm eating what, what essentially would be like a, a like a a third to a to to a half of of a normal sized cereal bowl like a breakfast cereal bowl or 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 even a normal sort of serving of soup i would say this is about a third to a half of what you would get served as a as a soup entree not a side dish but like if there was an entree of a soup at a not like a ramen bowl it would tend to be a little bigger but Whatever. If you ha- if you had a bowl of cereal for breakfast, this would be equivalent in volume to maybe a third to half of that, and it's this fermented stew, and it has a little bit of a, p- a percentage of that ground fermented flax and pea meal, and and uh, 
thankfully. Whereas if I had not ground them and I've tried them separately, yeah, fermenting them individually, that sulfur nastiness does not go away. But having ground them and keeping them sufficiently um, hydrated and, and to where what I've noticed is that they'll sort of the gas will cause it to sort of rise and there'll be gas pockets everywhere so it'll kind of like stagnate in a sense not it won't go it won't grow mold and it won't become dangerous so far i have noticed that but what i've decided to do is to just is just make sure there's top it off with with more with more water at that point so that it stays in a sort of um in, in more of a slurry and doesn't get into more of like a a cake and um and then it just continues to slowly off gas and then and i'm not i'm not smelling it and then eventually it just has a nice sort of pea soup smell and not a nasty sprouting legume sulfur death smell and uh even though it's giving you life it's it's it makes you want to it makes you want to end it because it, it smells so bad so that is me uh, not giving any culinary tips. This was just a MacGyvering accident that I found myself in of running out of sesame seeds, which are far more desirable. But I was able to to MacGyver this this solution. And uh, you know, some people would say that in a survival situation, if you want to keep your neighbors alive and keep them from killing you and taking by force from you what you like to eat which is a little bit more valuable a little bit more desirable than just keep buckets of cornmeal and hand that out to them as they come knocking on the door for 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 um for you to help them because you thought ahead and they didn't well now i'm thinking at the price point certainly going back to the multiple functions because look i'm still growing the peas and still growing the flax and they're still going into the soup at later stages of their life so the i mean cornmeal you can't plant that it's too late you know uh, even if it's cheap so so if i can get the cheapest seed material that is still viable even brown rice i've sprouted it i've grown it i've eaten the grass that that because it'll grow fine in soil i've grown rice and eaten it as grass i've sprouted it eaten it raw and sprouted it cooked it, eat it uh which is you it takes some processing but but mainly i would i would uh i would sprout brown rice and 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 have it in that sprout soup but the point being to me there's this holy grail of of um long-term storable food supply where it's edible i mean best of all like for example flax would be one of the one of the highest scoring because you can eat it raw you can eat it as a sprout you can eat it as a seedling you can harvest it you can cook it at all stages it's edible raw at all stages maybe there'd be stages of its full development and its plant life that it would be less desirable to eat but you get the idea that there are certainly plants where 
you can eat them as a sprout, but you can't eat them as a seed. Or they're they're edible raw only at certain parts of their their or certain parts of the plant are edible raw, but other parts aren't. They're poisonous. So if you begin to do this um, score card and process of elimination on different plants that you would be storing for long-term food storage, and I'm like now. I was actually, I had actually had bought bulk supplies of flax before for for the reason that it has the omega acids that are essential to brain functioning and that you can't get other than, uh, well, the, I'm not, I'm not vegan, but I'm, 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 I'm 99.9% raw vegan right now without trying, without, without trying to impress people about that, like, because I eat 9.5 ounces of sardines a week. And other than that, I'm 100% raw vegan. Um, but I don't... It's just a byproduct of... Of... Um, of of the... It's a byproduct. It's a side effect of... Of the circumstances that I put myself in that were not about... <laughs> it's not like... Uh, <laughs> it's not, I'm, I'm not a martyr. I'm not trying to martyr myself and virtue signal about how I'm sacrificing all this pleasure. It's actually like, in terms of from an operational, this is what the mission requires standpoint. It makes it, it, it just that's it's about how it's about shedding as much unnecessary energy cost financial cost etc and what i'm developing for myself is like an understanding of how i can be a lean mean fighting machine earth healing machine permaculture tactical permaculture machine and do it with the smallest weight the the smallest volume where you just basically you just like just add water to my kit and then I can be that lean, mean, green fighting machine. And uh, more than ever, besides the alcoholic fermentation, which is actually not just for fun and for morale, but it's also a way to preserve fruit where you don't want to, where if you want to still have some of that, even if it's a little to the sour side, you, you, you can sweeten that fruit with stevia or or honey or whatever but my my point being that i'm at a point where where i look at lightening the load and taking the bloat out of what it means to be in a remote operational capacity where you're out there establishing a food forest eventually I mean, some people would say it's behind enemy lines just because... Some people would say I'm already behind enemy lines because of the state that I'm in. Some people would say that because of the county I'm in. And it just all depends on what perspective you're speaking from, you know? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I want to make friends with everybody. So I'm, I don't even want to use that word, enemy lines. But but point being, austerity frugality taking just streamlining and getting bloat out of kit and having maximum um nutritive benefit and, and nutrient density 
and uh yeah i mean if you if you the the uh the force multiplication of the biology of fermentation what it can do for preservation that breaks you free of the 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 the, the many dimensions of of uh, of of risk vulnerability points of failure cost expense um tactical uh compromise refrigeration and cooking really limit your range as an as an operator i would say if the if in this context the operation is is like establish a establish a, a permaculture food forest behind either friendly lines or frenemy lines or enemy lines but do it in a way where you're very low maintenance and you 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 need less and and you can hyper concentrate what you need in less and less supply runs for less and less cost making you more and more efficient so for me this glass exo rumen what i can do with glass jars and a little bit of wild fermentation and of some yeast packets if not fully just wild kind of slower slower than i'd like but but still will work um to, to with varying degrees of of uh, of speed and success based on the type of fruit but for example grapes tend to be coated on the outside by yeast so that when you crush them i.e. to make wine they're basically self yeastifying for that process of the magic of um creating the alcoholic um fermentation process whereas it might just have to fall out of fall from out of the sky which is depending on where you are there may be more or less ambient yeast floating around that's going to give you the flavor profile or the safety profile or the speed that you that you want and certainly there is some trade-off and some risk of like how funky is it going to get before it's alcoholic enough for the alcohol to kill the funk that could kill you you know so that's the dance with um brines and acidity and whatnot um and that race begins with you know if you mess up the the salt balance and you create a, an an environment that's hospitable for all kinds of of scary scary um pathogens then even if you some of them even if you kill them they can leave behind toxins they can still they can still kill you it doesn't even have to be alive it's the damage is done so with that said do your own research on the safety aspect but i will say for me i'm i'm um i'm thrilled that uh that these ancient appropriate simple sustainable regenerative technologies 
that are so cheap and easy and accessible and so low maintenance with so much value and this and they displace so many risks and they preclude so many costs like i don't think yeah i'm in this situation out of out of uh to some to some extent out of uh a a hyper concentration of financial austerity but but the the, the beautiful part of that is like well I don't think I'm going to go back. I don't think like, I don't, yeah, it just, if I had, if my net worth quadrupled, which it could any time because of having any exposure to financial markets, sure. It could, it could, it could, it could be, it could be um, fractured into a quarter or it could be, or it could be quadrupled t- tomorrow. T- right now it could be happening. If I look, it doesn't really, to me, that's not the point is that, uh, who you become, not what you have, you know, <laughs> best things in life are, 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 are fermentable, <laughs> but, uh, no, seriously, yeah, if I, if I, like, to me, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it matters how much money I'll ever have again, I don't think I'll ever want to have a refrigerator, I don't think I will ever want to have I mean, not necessarily that I never do any cooking again because there, I definitely miss it and there's definitely a place for it, but it would be a sacred thing and a very ritualized thing. It wouldn't just be a daily going through the motions, whatever thing. Um, it would be ver- because I wouldn't need to do it and I would only do it if it was if it was part of a of a very sort of um ritualized ceremonial dinner party or something like that you know or 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 some or some solo ceremonial thing because now if i can live without it and i guess that that's the thing it's just like the staple the the uh, the subsistence strategy separate from let's say more festive scenarios I don't want to be leaning on or relying on cooking and, and refrigeration. Um, to me, that's, um, I'm not trying to put it down. And certainly, you know, uh, I mean, refrigeration is a modern thing. And I think it, it takes points away from being a primitivist or being paleo. Yeah, if you're relying on on on, on the... Um, if you're not Inuit, if you don't live in the tundra and 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 anything beyond a root cellar at that point, if you're not using earth tubes, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? If you're using if you're using chemical gases and some form of motorized motorization in order to enable you to be that much more disconnected or that much less connected with with like a, a hunter-gatherer ancestry then to me i say you know to each their own but i'm i'm trying to go ancestral if i want to i think probably a better word is just ancestral if i want to go that route then it's like 
yeah, you, things are cold in the winter. <laughs> things are cold underground. So if you want cold, you wait for the winter or you dig yourself underground or you dig root cellars or you figure out how to lay pipes underground and kind of have your cake and eat it too with earth earth cooling through um, thermo siphoning and whatnot. Maybe cheating a little bit with some motorized fans. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to pass any judgment here. I'm just saying for me, look, I'm doing, I'm surviving and probably... Uh, in some ways, yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I'm probably, I mean, there's, uh, I may not have, because of my age, I don't have, I'm not a spring chicken, I don't have the energy I had of, 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 uh, but all that energy was all, was coming from a terrible diet, and I had terrible acne, and I was eating ramen and bread, and, you know, uh, not having the best uh, the best bowel movements because of it and and probably probably was irritable more than I could would have been or, or or should have been didn't have a relationship with the earth so what's a bunch of free energy if youth is wasted on the young now I have a little, now my energy is something I work for through working the earth is what keeps me fit and then having this this alchemical relationship with with um, fermentation gardening growing food storing food um, that i still have to buy in bulk until i can grow it all myself this lifestyle for me is is really is it, it the game is to uh, is to eventually become a hunter-gatherer in your own backyard and so ancestral pathways towards the paleolithic making your backyard into a time machine and that's what i did for many years and i did for a lot of people when i did it professionally for other people now i have acreage and i'm trying to make it so eventually in my golden years i will be foraging and hunting and gathering on my own acreage in a food forest, in a jungle, in the desert that I, that I, uh, made, brought into existence and, and designed, and um, and and there's not going to be the sound of motorized refrigeration, and there's not going to be the risk of open flame, and though there there won't be a necessity to use fire um, constantly. Um, it's not, it's not really, it's not really, it's just not really appropriate at this, at this site to do that. And it's not really efficient. I'm sure places in the world, it's very appropriate and very efficient. But for me, I mean, a handful of salt is going to last me a year, essentially, of making brine. So, like a handful of salt versus all of the fuel to make fire, even if I'm growing it, which eventually I will be, etc., etc. Et so, with that said, yes, there will, there there will be so long as I don't don't mess up and don't uh, don't don't die in some some ill ill fated uh, experiment. The tales 
the tales from the glass exo rumen are going to keep me operationalized out here cheers